So welcome back to the Jewels from the Trenches podcast. I'm your host, Diamond Destiny, and today's episode is going to be with our guest, June 6. Have you heard Descanso yet? That's Spanish for rest, and it's pretty lit. We're going to be discussing the music industry, the Christian hip-hop industry, faith, life, your relationship with God, your focus, why you haven't been receiving what you think you should be receiving, and realigning yourself with him. Welcome. Go and roll that intro. Trenches, in the trench, in the trenches, in the trench, in the trench, in the trenches, in the trenches, in the trenches, in the trench, in the trench, in the trenches. Welcome back to the Jewels from the Trenches podcast. I'm your host, Diamond Destiny, and today we have a very special guest, Christian artist, June 6th. What's up? Hey, hey, tell the people what's up. Hey, well, I, my name is June 6. Uh, I always tell people I come from Nobodyville. Uh, and um, I'm just uh, I'm just a, a dude that loves hip hop. I love hip hop and I love the Lord. And that's pretty much what comes out and what I do. So okay. that's me in a nutshell. I make a lot of, you know, music from what I like to listen to. So it's so whatever you get from me is going to get. You're going to get vibes from, from trap to backpack to lo-fi to whatever, but it's always going to have the same concept. It's going to be, it's going to be positive, and I'm going to be, you know, telling people about my faith on records. That's dope. That's always dope. So one thing that I wanted to ask, and I know probably a lot of people are wondering, where does the name June 6 come from? Well, you know, June 6, it's like the, the short answer is it's my birthday, mm-hmm. Um but the long answer is uh, I had a lot of names um, growing up, a lot of rap names. I think my first my first rap name was very long. I think it was like in the, man, I'm not going to tell y'all when. But my first rap name was like Sir Lance A. Rock MC. And I thought that was cool. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I went through a lot of names um, mm-hmm. uh, throughout my, my rap, my rap uh, career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was, it was in college at a couple freestyle battles where I switched my name to June 6th. I had a lot of weird names. I was even called Nose Goblin at one point. Uh, <laughs> Nose Goblin. <laughs> that was, that was an interesting mm-hmm. phase of life. Um, but, um, the, uh, it started off back, you know, I was like using it on, like on social media as June 6th. Like, and then I just said, oh, let me go ahead and see if I'll just use that as a rap name, just capital J-U-N, capital S-I-X. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of simple. And after I won two freestyle battles in um, at CSUN, shout out CSUN, Cal State Northridge, um, mm-hmm. I won two straight freestyle battles with that name, because that's what people came to know me as, so I just kept it. And so mm-hmm. that's pretty much, but yeah, it's pretty much my birthday, and it was simple. It kind of represented me, you know, it's when I came mm-hmm. into the world, so it mm-hmm. just seemed to, to flow and stick. Hey, that's dope. I'm a June baby too, by the way. June 25th. Let's go. <laughs> but if I ever went to music, I would use my name because like my name is pretty dope. So I'll just still call myself Diamond Destiny, I guess. Um, so with that being said, how did you get into music? I know for some people, it's just something they've always done, like even as a child, and then they just grow up and they're like, well, I don't want to stop doing music. So that's what I'll do. Was it like that for you? You know what? It was. I think for me, I kind of, uh, from according to my parents, I started off singing. Like as a kid, I was just mm-hmm. always singing. I was the one that was always trying to ask, get attention, you know. And, and <laughs> so I started off doing that. And about ten, 11, I say 10 years old, 10 years old is when I um, heard my first, like, really good rap record. My brother always brought in the vinyls and the tapes and everything. And uh, Run DMC's... Ah third album um it came out and and I and I heard the record and I was like that's it that's what I want to do and I wrote my first rap I still remember my first rap it was horrible but it's it's so memorable because I remember it from beginning to end and after that started writing more and writing more and recording on whatever I can get my hands on um because I knew it was just it was just what, what I wanted to do. I was like, okay, well, I want to rap. Now I want to make records. But I have no studio. I mean, it's not as easy as it is now, um, which has been, I guess, maybe the last, what, 
seven, eight years, it's gotten real easy to, to have a studio. But, you know, you had to find someone who knew someone who knew someone who mm-hmm. knew someone <laughs> to get mm-hmm. <clears throat> to actually be able to record. So I just took my tape recorder and I had this little Casio keyboard and I would make these little basic beats and just do songs. So it was always, I was always trying to record and I would upgrade and upgrade and upgrade. It wasn't until I got to college that I actually started to make like legit records, you know, and it was still a studio in somebody's dorm room, but I just kept getting up and up and up. I'd say about 09 is when I actually decided I was just going to spend the money and just get some professional studio um, music created and start taking my career seriously. And that's when I started dropping you know, official uh, stuff. Actually, 2008 was when I had an independent, was with an independent record label and then started recording stuff. So it's been forever. I think my mind was made up to want to do this for real, for real. Um, at 11, mm-hmm. I was at a, I was a rap contest and I, um, you know, my brother, he was, you know, always, always have my back. He always has my back. He knew I had skills. He found me some instrumentals and dressed me for the con the, the for the for the contest and you know was you know telling people to shut up because they were talking trash before I even started performing. <laughs> <laughs> and um after that, that was still the biggest audience I ever had. It was like the, you know, in, in Colleen, Texas, that was like the spot, like mm-hmm. the stadium, like the little stadium where they have their events and stuff. It was like the biggest ever still the biggest venue I ever did and after that that standing ovation I won that contest too by the way and that's that's it like that that was it so that's when I realized I wanted to do it for real and so it's been that's been how how I've what I've been doing now the Mm -hmm. the reasons I've been doing it has changed gotcha yeah yeah so that actually transitions me to my next point so that goes right with my next question when you first started music from the jump did you know okay, I want to do Christian music. Because you gave away your age and you said that Run DMC tape and I don't think Christian know, music right? is where it is today. <laughs> it's not nearly as big of a genre as it is today. So back then, of course, would, did, when you first started, did you say to yourself, well, I want to do Christian hip hop, only music for the Lord? Or was it just, I just want to rap? You know what? I, um, when I yeah, exactly. I just wanted to rap. I, yeah. I was... You know, I grew up, I grew up in a, um, in, in, a, in a, uh, God-fearing home. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was, I was raised, um, well, my, I was raised Catholic, um, but my, my, um, we didn't have access to, like, no transportation and everything. So mm-hmm. my mom kept me wherever there was God, you know, she had, <laughs> she had me mm-hmm. at the, she had me at the, you know, in the, in the summer, we were at the Bible, the uh, summer Bible camp, you know, we was, you know, sometimes we was at the Baptist church. She kept me close to God. So I was mm-hmm. always close to God uh, in some capacity. However, the music was just rapping. I was just rapping. You know, I didn't have a, a message as of yet. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, I would make those Stop the Violence record. Yeah. You know um, but it was always um, just, just rapping, just about mm-hmm. rapping and just about getting famous and everything like that. I would say in when I got into college I started to rap more about what was going on with me Mm -hmm. Um, more personal exactly Mm -hmm. more personal I guess you I started falling in the category of a conscious rapper you know and again that's just someone that's conscious right they they don't Mm -hmm. rap about just one day it's it's, uh, there's always something more there's more meat to what they're saying because I didn't have the ability or the patience to just be dumb on a record (laughs) <laughs> you know it, it just it just didn't feel right so I'm always rapping about what was going on with me and what I see around me and so what happened with me was um you know 2001 I, I uh, well uh, leading up to 2001 I was battling within myself struggling with you know my faith and trying to figure out mm-hmm. you know what's the right thing to do and am I in the right place spiritually and having conversations with my wife, I mean, with my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, mm-hmm. um, which really opened up my eyes, really getting me to God's word. And then finally, 2001, you know, I got baptized and then rapping about that. But I still wasn't hey. rapping about Jesus. 
I still wasn't rapping about Jesus. Like it wasn't to where I would call myself a Christian rapper. It was more of, you know, this is, this is me now figuring out, okay, I just did this. Now I know that I'm going back into the same world that I was just in Mm -hmm. before, you know, really doing this, making this commitment, you know? And, and, Mm -hmm. and so it was like, okay, now I still got to figure this out because I'm that same night, I think, or maybe the next day I'm like hanging out with my friends and going to to their studio and, you know, and I'm like, you know, still, I'm not like going, Hey guys, I got baptized. And I'm just like, (laughs) I'm back in this, I'm back in this world that I, that I, that I, um, spiritually left. Right. And I'm like, so I'm like, okay, still rapping about what I'm rapping about, but I've always had some nuggets of wisdom and everything, but then slowly things started to transform because I kept experiencing life more. I wasn't just going to make a gospel record because it would have sound cheesy. And I right, never wanted right. to make a <laughs> I've written some <laughs> leading up to that point. And I hated them all. Cause it was like, okay, you know, cause God's amazing. And you know, like, okay, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. One, do two, this. three, <laughs> clap with me. Yeah, like, yeah, we on the earth, we in the church. I'm like, no, we're not doing this. So I'm like, let's, oh let's make it organic. So as I kept mm-hmm. doing this and kept writing, life kept happening. And so mm-hmm. it, it started to slowly transition. I would always talk about spiritual things. And I always talk about my relationship with God, but it it, it was always just however it was going to happen. It was always a mm-hmm. random. Uh-huh. Um, when I got to my independent record label, um, I signed with an independent label, Rebels Peak um, um, Incorporated. <laughs> um, I was working um, with them for a little bit. And the guy that ran the label, we had a long discussion about about religion, about faith. And, you know, he kind of had this, you know, viewpoint on Jesus, not seeing him as deity and things like that. And I was like, you know, like, nah, he's, he's God, you know, he's, you know, he's more than, he's not just a medicine man. He's not just a, whatever you, you know, a prophet or whatever, you know, this is, you know, Mm -hmm. this is the son of God, you know, and we're having this conversation and, and on the basis of that conversation, he's like, dude, you need to record a gospel, a Christian hip hop album. Like, just do it, you know, and he told me to do like, that's what we, so that's what we set out to do. And at that point I started writing and even then I still didn't quite like some of the songs. It still didn't mm-hmm. feel, some of the songs still felt forced. Right, right. That, that album, I still like it, but the best ones were the ones where it was just kind of still just me rapping. Yeah, we called it a Christian hip hop album, mm-hmm. but it still was just raw. There was a couple mm-hmm. songs I was like, ah. I think I'm just saying this just because I'm supposed to say this because it's a Christian rap album. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then, so, I mean, that was the first one, even though I still like that album a lot, it still was Mm -hmm. just the beginning. And so, so now transitioning further, but nobody's listening. Like after that album was Operation Brainwash, that album was more of a, a breakaway from that one because I was like, okay, I need to give the fans something real, but also give them something accessible. Don't be so cryptic. Don't be so, you know, hardcore beats or die, you know, kind of just meet them halfway. And um, that was because of going to a Jingle Ball, Jingle Ball concert, big old concert put on by Kiss FM. And I'm like, man, they love this music. Like kids are just repeating this stuff. They don't even know what they're saying. They're saying horrible stuff. And they don't even know what they're saying because they're hypnotized by this beat and this mm-hmm. music and a catchy chorus. I'm like, okay, Operation Brainwash. Well, let's do that. Let me brainwash you, but let me give you something better. Mm-hmm. Let me wash your brain, literally, spiritually. Let me wash your brain. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it started to really start to come together for me. And so mm-hmm. now I'm comfortable in my skin. You know, I can call myself a Christian rapper because of what I say and what I don't say. Mm-hmm. Um and I, 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 I say that because sometimes it's not going to always be Bible chapter verse on a rap song. Right, right. Sometimes it's just going to be, I had a bad day. Yeah. You know, miss my, you know, I miss my mother-in-law, you know, I'll be, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, have fun. It's Friday. Let's feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
Like you're a Christian, you're all, you're a person. We're all people. <laughs> so you see what's going on in the world too. It's not just Jesus, 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 Jesus every second. Jesus is there too. He sees it. <laughs> exactly. You know, Jesus was at a wedding, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, mom comes over, hey, we don't have any wine. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. But um yeah, so that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much I guess my hip hop hip hop to Christian hip hop journey in mm-hmm. a nutshell. Yeah, that's dope. I think like and that also again transitions me to my next point. When most people think of Christian hip hop, it's kind of like that journey you went through. Um, where the difference I think would be for the world is that for Christians, we know God personally, we have a relationship with him, right? So when we make music or do anything for ministry, we're trying to reflect that in our work as best as possible. But for people who don't know him, you can't blame them. When they think Christian hip hop, they're usually like, "Mm, no, (laughs) they're just turned off immediately. Now, when you tell people you do Christian hip hop, what is their initial reaction? How do they respond? How do you react to their reaction? What do you usually tell them? Man, you know what? It's so weird because I think it depended on the time. Mm -hmm. Because nowadays, when when I'm when I'm talking about someone, talking to someone, I'm trying to let them know that my, my music or whatever, I'll just be like, "Oh, I'm a Christian rapper," and like, "Oh, okay." And, and I think it depends on the person. Because um, mm-hmm. first, when you're telling someone you do music, the first thing you're trying to get past is, you know, if you're an artist that nobody knows about and you tell mm-hmm. them that you're doing music in general, the first thing is, oh, how cute. Right. Because, <laughs> Can't be that good. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, how cute. You know, yeah, I guess I'll check it out. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, they listen to it and then they're like, oh, man, you're serious. I'm like, so I'll tell you. But, but exactly um, when, <laughs> but when it comes to like dealing with the the um christian aspect of it i think the best example was the first time i actually did it um because coming from you know coming into doing the begins with jay uh the uh, begins with jay operation brainwash album i had been doing a lot of shows and i had a, a circle inner circle of people that i or a network of people called Music and Strength. That's my fam. We all do, we're all about hip hop, graffiti, all that stuff. And, um, and even the, anyone that was in my circles, you know, they knew what I was, I was, what I was about and what I was heading for, you know, but when I did my first show after a long time, um, and it was performing stuff like that was clearly faith-based, I was a little nervous. I was. I didn't know mm-hmm. what to expect because, yeah, he was the conscious rapper, but now he's a little bit more direct. Um, right. And when I did it, I still got love. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to this day, when I go and do shows, I have people say things like, you know, something along the lines like, I don't care for all that stuff you're saying, but I rock with you. You know, like, I, I like what you, I like how you, you got skills. And mm-hmm. that's the, that's what I get. You know, that's what mm-hmm. I get from those who aren't on the spiritual side of things mm-hmm. or they don't, we don't share the same views. They recognize the, the skill, even if they don't agree with the faith. And so that's kind of what I get for the most part. Nowadays, you know, someone, I tell them what they do. It's like, yeah, I do, I do, I do Christian hip hop. And sometimes I'm a little hesitant. Like if we're not on the same wavelength, mm-hmm. you know, I, then I'll be like, I do, I do hip hop. It's it's clean hip hop. There's there's no cursing or anything, whatever. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I don't say it. Um, not that I'm scared. It's just it's just finding the common ground. Right. You know, yeah. I don't feel like fighting every battle. <laughs> yeah. So I just, you know, yeah. You like music. I like music. I'll mm-hmm. make music. You should check it out. You'll find mm-hmm. out it's Christian hip hop. So you press mm-hmm. play. Yeah. So I can tell you. You know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's kind of how it how it is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. I never worry about it scaring people off per se, mm-hmm. because my only problem is I need people to listen. Because right. if you listen to it, you're not going to, I've never had someone say, ah, I don't want to hear that. I'm not really big into Christian hip hop. It's just, that's mm-hmm. good. Just listen to it. You know? Right. Just listen to it. How do you feel about the artists who make music? They're not Christian artists. They don't label themselves that way. They're an artist. 
but they mention God in their music. And then, you know, people will say, hey, that's a positive person. But most of their music is not necessarily what Christians would call positive. They might curse, might mention drugs or doing some things that aren't very good, sleeping around, that kind of thing. (laughs) But they'll mention God versus the clean Christian artist who doesn't, you know, get too wild in their music. Well, I mean, there's so many different categories. Um, And the funny thing about it is there's people, actually, let me see, let me take a step back on that one. When I think about, I'm going to get, I don't know, deep, I don't know. I was thinking about scripture in Acts where, Mm -hmm. um, I forgot which chapter it was, but it was in Antioch. It says they were first called Christians in Antioch. Mm -hmm. Called. They were called Christians in Antioch. They may not say they called themselves that. They knew what they were. You know, they they you know they're, they're the believers. They're the ones right, that are following yeah. Christ. You know, but they were called Christians in Antioch. A lot of Christian rappers are called Christian rappers. Um, Lecrae didn't have a title. He just mm-hmm. rapped about his life. He found God. He found Jesus. He rapped about that. They called him a Christian rapper. Then you got some that call themselves Christian rappers from from the gate. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it's not all the way, you know, what they would, what you would consider a Christian rapper. You got people that are called Christian rappers by the media, like Chance the Rapper. Mm -hmm. And they put him in that category when when, when he's not all the way, you know, about that, Mm -hmm. even though he claims to be about that, too. But some of the things he says on record seems very contradictory, at least mm-hmm. up to this point. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Then you got someone like a DMX, you know, rest in peace, who was always trying to figure out God, trying to figure out how to live godly, had demons mm-hmm. that he couldn't put to rest. But you knew he was trying to find God. And he cursed like a sailor, right? And, he, and you could right. tell him, like, okay, well, I'm not going to take this to Bible, to Bible camp. Right. and blast it you know what I'm saying? so then you got someone like nf who came up in the christian hip-hop industry blew up but doesn't necessarily fit the christian rapper mold mm-hmm. to where some people have a problem with him um he doesn't curse doesn't talk about drinking smoking anything just talks about his life occasionally talks about god in the middle of it sometimes so there's so many different classes and categories of mm-hmm. it. I take, um, I, I, I find, I think myself joyful that I have mm-hmm. such a huge, vast um, selection mm-hmm. of music that is minus the cuss words, minus the, the, the killing, minus the sinful stuff. And you got Social Club, you got, you know, Andy Minio, you got Lecrae, you got Bizzle, who's like, you know, you got Dayton, he's like, mm-hmm. you know, you got Flame, uh, you got Flame, you got KB, and then you got, you so there's, they're all in different categories. So it's like, I just take, take joy in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the individual Amen. artists, you know, it's just going to be what, it's going to also be what's good for your conscience. You know, some people may not you know, feel like listening to a certain <clears throat> type of artist because they're like, mm-hmm. well, they're not, you know, necessarily what I need, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, but what I don't agree with is when when people start rating Christian rappers based on JPMs, you know, Jesus is per minute um, exactly. on the record. Exactly. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that's, that's when I'm like, okay, take a step back because Christian rap is not a it's not a it's not a religion <clears throat> it's a genre it's a man-made genre right, right? exactly um we're, we're, the word says whatever you do in word or deed do all in the name of the lord or do mm-hmm. all and whether you eat or whether you drink do it all for his glory mm-hmm. so it's not just when you're rapping it's when you're you know when you're working at the front counter when you're hanging out with your family you know you're always supposed mm-hmm. to be looking to give god the glory mm-hmm. and so i mean if if it's going to be, <clears throat> if it's going to be called Christian hip hop, but it doesn't fit your definition of Christian hip hop, my question to you is: Did he denounce Jesus? 
Did he say things that go against Jesus? Okay, so then how are you now wanting to take away his credibility as a God-fearing person who's making music? So it's like, it, it, I mean, it, it becomes exactly. It becomes, yeah, it becomes a little messy when you when you when you put too much weight on a mm-hmm. genre. Exactly. Instead of an artist, you know, mm-hmm. person by person. So. Yeah, no, I definitely like to say a few things about that. Number one, you guys go check out June's song "Descanso." That's Spanish for rest. And it, just like you said, not every song's gonna Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I love Jesus. In that song, he literally was talking about rest. <laughs> And another thing with that, too, is people are people. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. So just like you said, we don't need to mimic the ways of the world. But that doesn't mean we have to be every five seconds, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They know we follow. Jesus knows. (laughs) That's the most important thing that Jesus knows. Um, We have, and like you said, are we giving him the glory? We're, now it's different if we're doing specific things that are like okay I said I'm Christian but now I'm contradicting that and I'm saying it's okay to do these things that's a problem we're not doing that and there should be no problem um I had to ask that question because I feel many people are kind of like stuck in the labels that's one of the ways the enemy wants to divide us labeling 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 all these yeah. different denominations and oh well but their song sounded like this and look at how they walk with Christ you're not the judge trenches in the trench in the trenches, in the trench, in the trench, in the trenches, in the trenches, in the trenches, in the trench, in the trench, in the trenches. Calm down. <laughs> At the end of the day, does it sound good? Because we know before we were saved, we were listening to all types of stuff. So now that we're saved, we want to act brand new. You don't know who DMX is. You don't know who 50 Cent is. Chris mm-hmm. Brown. We know who they still, we still know who they are, you know? So I think um, there's a level, there's a standard that sometimes we put on ourselves that God isn't even doing. Um, mm-hmm. When I first got saved, I remember music was one of those things uh, God was speaking to me about that I had to get, that I had to change. Not all the music I listened to was the cleanest stuff, but mm-hmm. I got into a point where I listened to a lot of Christian artists and I started stumbling into them and I said, wow, this is some really good music. I like this. If I knew more of this was out here that was positive and uplifting, I would have listened to it sooner. And the thing is, like, there's a lot of it. (laughs) Like you said, now we live in a day and age where it's like so much of it everywhere. All over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Kingdom Music, Hog Mob, June right here. The list goes on and on and on. (laughs) They're everywhere. Um, Huge. Mm -hmm. But definitely um in today's day and age there are problems uh within christian hip-hop we're not going to get too deep into and there are problems outside of it there are people who say things and you know what at the end of the day it's about giving god the glory people get messy but god is neat god is classy so when you guys hear about all these little debates these are people this is not god god is very organized and classy okay these are people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that are stumbling yeah. and making mistakes. <laughs> yes, yes, people complicate things. It's mm-hmm. so, you know, it's so fascinating actually because when you actually think about how God set everything up, you know, even from from jump, even from Adam and Eve, even from the garden, you know, he he gave man, you know, you know, something to believe in, gave him a purpose. I gave him one rule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, man, man, instead of keeping it simple, oh, God gave me a purpose. God gave me something to do. God mm-hmm. gave me one rule. They're like, oh, well, is it really bad to break that rule? Well, God gave it to you. You probably shouldn't break it because you'll die. <laughs> you really think you're going to die? You're going to die. You know? You're just gonna know good and evil like God. You know, you're like, oh, you know what? Well, it does look good. It's a good looking fruit. And, and, and so it, it just, it's been like that. And it's been unraveling for years and years and just getting yep. convoluted. And man can convolute mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. and complicate everything and, and take away. And, and right now, that's what's happening in the world right now distraction. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's the funny thing about it is like, you can't see the distraction. Why? Because you're distracted. 
So exactly. So, and, and and it's so it's so simple when you just like okay well. Uh, anything I see, that's why I study God's word so much because mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, like if you, you're a mechanic and you've read the, the manual front and back, you get in your car, you start driving, it goes like, okay, well, no, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta take, I gotta, I gotta fix this. Something's wrong. It doesn't make sense. You know, or if you know music and you're listening to a note and somebody's like, you know, Oh, say, can you see? Like, okay, that doesn't make sense. You know, like something's off key. And, and, and you hear, and, and you're hypersensitive to, to something that's out of place. So mm-hmm. like, just like how it says, you know, you look in the perfect, you know, reflection of God's word, you remember it, you go on, something pops up. It's like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's God's word said. And so I, I think that simplifies everything. Everything it really does. When you actually look into God's word and then every then you, then it doesn't complicate it as much. Now, when you start mm-hmm. saying, well, did they really say that? But again, it says right here. Well, what about different translations? The translation says the same, same, same thing. You know, mm-hmm. thou shalt not kill sounds different. In the other trans, no, it sounds the same. Thou shalt not kill. You shouldn't kill. Don't be killing people. Whatever translation you want to, <laughs> exactly. you want to find. <laughs> You know, don't be killing people. <laughs> <laughs> no, different translations. So let me know. He didn't say don't kill, don't be don't be killing. You should kill a lot of people. This is not the translation for you. <laughs> you know, so I mean it's <laughs> it's like it, it, it's just fascinating. But yeah, you know, when you when you go straight to God, the source, mm-hmm. everything makes sense. And 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 then man can't can knock you off of your, you know, knock you off of your um your foundation you right there mm-hmm. so. exactly no really and again this transitions me to my next topic Junie you're always sharing good topics on your Instagram you're always giving inspiring messages to the people telling them what's up you recently shared one the other day where you were saying that our goals especially for us Christians if we believe in God and our main objective is to give God the glory then our goal should match that so not just the giant big goal of you get all the glory God but every little thing every little way that we live how we walk how we talk should match that as well and so one of the topics I wanted to bring up within that you said that um when we glorify God um others see his glory as well so it's like that in music um it's like that in any ministry work that we do so you brought up a very good point that many people make excuses (laughs) for why, why we shouldn't and why um, we might have all of these reasons to not put God first, whether that's like, oh, well, you know, I'm thinking about myself (laughs) and what I want to do, what I want to get done. And we kind of lose focus over time. We kind of let like, if we're uh, social media obsessed or I want to be the first, I want to get the fame, I want to, or just prideful. Um, I just, I don't want to look this way and I want people to see me that way. So that was uh, really interesting. Um, But one of the things I did want to add on with that message is that being humble, people are not humble. Like, honestly, when we're humble, we don't have to be uh, humbled by God. Like, that's like the worst thing ever. Like, I always think of that parable where Jesus was talking about, um, when you come into a party, you're a dinner guest, and there's a long table, you have the um, head of the table, and then you have the other seats. If you go and you sit at the head of this table, and you are a dinner guest, you will be humbled. <laughs> Someone will say, yo, what are you doing? Move move to a different seat. But if you go in there, you sit at like a lesser seat, someone sees you like, oh, isn't that nice? Go and sit over there. Go sit at a, at a higher a seat go maybe even the head of the table I like you for some reason but look at that you won't have to be humbled you'll be exalted so it's like that in our work <laughs> it's like that in everything we do like a lot of people out here are getting humbled right now mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where it's like if you let God if you give the glory to God he'll eventually he'll lift you up he'll exalt you too yeah it, and you know what that's a uh, that's one of my favorite verses actually one of my favorite parables. Um, is it a parable? Verse? Okay. Whatever. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> know what you I, mean. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Because it's, it's like a lot of people do that. A lot of people go sitting in, in, the, in the high place. Like, oh, I belong here. 
And then someone comes along and says, oh, sir, <laughs> sir. And it's like, and it's almost <laughs> like it's the equivalent of like, and they don't, they don't go, they don't go out to him and go, sir, you're not supposed to be here. They go, excuse me, sir, you're sitting in the wrong place. You're supposed to be back there. It's like saying, excuse me, sir, your card's been declined. You know, it's like, <laughs> embarrassing. It's like, and it's embarrassing. And you know what? I have been humbled by God on so many occasions. Um, it doesn't feel good. Sometimes no, it's scary. It it's, sometimes it's very scary. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, you're right. Like the humble, the humility part is so huge. And the thing about humility that I love, because I struggle with this. I think, I don't think I'm the only, I think a lot of people struggle with humility at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's so many different levels of humility and everyone has their thing that they just can't be humble, be humble about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think one of those is our time. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to humble ourselves and give our time. Now, I, a lot of us suck with that. I suck at that. I'm still working on mm-hmm. it. But like humility for me as an artist in the industry is it allow it when I'm when I take hold of it completely, when I'm all in, I bought into this humility. It's like being here. And this place is always the best place. So, you know, God willing, album mode, video drops, gets like 5 million views. Let's just say six, 6 million views. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're on getting VMAs and famous and all that stuff. And I go up here. Okay, that's cool. Then everything drops back down. Right here. I'm still in the best place. And it happens to us all. (laughs) And that's humility. It's like, I'm always Mm -hmm. at the best place I could possibly be. You know, I never go any lower because this is my humble point. And Mm -hmm. and, and so I can go up anytime I want to, but I'm always content and happy and joyful right here. Like Paul said, I've learned to be content in whatever state I am. And so that's humility. It's like, I don't lift myself up. I don't need to. I, if someone else lifts myself up, that's good, but I'm always here and here and and everyone is here Mm -hmm. with me. You know, like we're, we're Mm -hmm. all like, that's why I would say star to people. I say, what's up Mm -hmm. star or Hey star, like you're a star. Mm -hmm. That's why. And I was talking about these things about stars and nobodies. We're all, we're all, we're all, we all can be nobody in relation to the greatness of god but we're all stars mm-hmm. on the same level i'm a star you're a star mm-hmm. she's a star person in the corner he's a star mm-hmm. you know that perfect lady that wording yeah <laughs> that lady that was rude at, at, at the uh, college a couple days ago she's a star too if you're watching this you're a star <laughs> you're rude as heck but you're a star yeah (laughs) it's hard to do that's hard to do to be nice or kind or loving to that person who's a jerk you know so (laughs) that's good (laughs) I always think of it like a lot of people struggle with humility because they think that being humble means like thinking less of themselves when it really just means thinking of yourself less like it doesn't mean you're not the talented person you are it's just I'm not first all the time so It's really interesting to see that. But yes, I completely agree with what you're saying. So into uh, life, the topic of life. Um, how did your life, music, ministry goals change as you got older? Because that was a part of your message too, with how we set our goals in life. Um, over time, how did you notice that your goals changed in reference to um, the greatest goal of giving God the glory? You know what? It's so interesting because I think life changes. My goals changed as I learned more about God and mm-hmm. how to how how this thing works with God. Um, and I think that's where the goals kind of change because when I first really started reading God's word it was very much a I want to say mechanical not in a mechanical way meaning I'm a robot and I don't you know really love God blah 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 but mechanical in the sense that it I didn't 
break down what prayer looks like. Mm-hmm. They didn't break down what living for God looks like. The 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 uh, the subtleties, the details, the practical nature of faith. Um, and with that, I started. I, I think the biggest example of that, because and that was that was part part of why I shared what I shared on a couple of days ago, is because that Wednesday night we had a Bible study, and it was talking about um, prayer life. And the one thing that can always transform you and transform your goals, because that's what it's about. You're praying. You're always praying to an end, right? Most people, and even though we're not necessarily, I say you're, what you're asking God for should really be about 2% of your prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should be giving him the glory. You should be praying for someone else. You know, you should be, um, you know, there's a bunch of other things you could be doing. You know, when you talk about the breaking down, you know, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, yep. thy will be done. All these things that it say, there's one line, give us this day our daily bread. <laughs> like, <Yep>. so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in learning how to pray, um, it, it really does shape your goals because you start figuring out what do I need to ask for? What bothers me? What do I need? What do I desire? What worries me? And, you know, throughout my life, trying to figure out that prayer thing, it started to become less scripted and mechanical. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, everyone has, okay, said a prayer before we eat. God's great. God's good. Now we thank you for the food. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, even even public prayers and worship, you know, those started to transform. And so as that started to transform, I think that also helped me understand what I need to talk to God about, when I can talk to God. I talk to God all the time now. And throughout wow. my life, it's been that way, you know, like, okay, I even talked to God when I was mad at him. Mm-hmm. There was a time in my life where I lost so many people in a short span of time. That was literally like 2016, well, you technically 2013 to 2017. Mm-hmm. And the, the final straw that broke the camel's back was when um, when my mother-in-law, who was the, the, the picture of a servant of God, suffered and struggled with cancer. And I was just like, mm, you can't, you, I can't believe you did that. That was my thought. That was my talk to God. I can't believe you did that. How could you? And it didn't make sense to me. And, you know, I was, I was mad. We didn't talk. Actually, we did talk. It was real short and choppy. Like, thank you God for this day. It was great. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> I praise your name. I'm like, but I'm like, it, it was literally like that. It's like you, you're in the household. Your dad does something to make you mad. Your mom mm-hmm. does something to make you mad. You still love them, but you don't really want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. What would you like for dinner, son? I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Oh, whatever you feel like making, mom. No. Right, and, right. So my prayer life, as I started learning how this thing works, even asking for forgiveness, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the reset button, you know, oh, please forgive me on my sins. Boop, zero. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, or is it, or is it, I have to repent. I have to look mm-hmm. at this sin. I have to see, you know, how long does it take before I actually make, make him, make him happy with me again? Because I just did this sin, you know, all these things mm-hmm. started to, to, to um, tie into my goals because that's what I talk about when I'm praying to God. Mm-hmm. So asking for, you know, it took me a long time to ask for success as a music artist. Cause I always felt like it wasn't worth asking. It seemed frivolous, you know, please help me to be successful mm-hmm. as an artist. But like, why? Because I want to make more money and be famous. <laughs> like, ah, I don't want to ask him for that. Right. <laughs> you know, so, it, it, and so that's why I think, you know, throughout my life, I think I started learning more about what matters the most to God, mm-hmm. and think and realizing that what matters the most to God to God should matter the most to me. Amen. And that's a process. It is because <laughs> I want to be successful. Why would mm-hmm. I do this? I don't. You know, I would say I had a I had a line on a song I, I haven't 
released yet. I'm still trying to figure out. I recorded it and then I hated it. Mm -hmm. So I still got to fix it, clean it up and everything. But I had a line where I said, but if, I said, but if Curry trains to never miss a three, then I should drop verses with the intent of making history. Mm -hmm. Like Steph Curry, he says, in Jesus' name I play. He's not going to go on the court and stink up the court. Right. He wants to be the greatest <laughs> person to step on mm -hmm. the court. Mm -hmm. And does he pray for that? I don't know. But does he work hard towards that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I think when it, when I think of it that way, we give God the glory when we receive. And that's part of why God gives us stuff too. God gives us stuff for his glory. God does things for us for his glory. What mm -hmm. we do with it can either give God glory or give ourselves glory. You know, that's give, right. You know, yeah. So, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's all on us. Mm -hmm. And so I'm still trying to learn that. And so my goals have shifted. I started off rapping because I wanted to be famous. Then I started rapping because I want to take care of my family. Now I have a message. Mm -hmm. And I still want to take care of my family. Yeah. And, yes, <laughs> and yes, I still want to be in the discussion when you talk about who's the best MC ever to do this. Is it J. Cole? Is it Kendrick Lamar? Is it Jay-Z? Is it Biggie? Is it who's the best? No, no, it's that boy June 6th. He was dope. Why? Mm -hmm. He didn't curse. He rapped about Jesus and he still murdered half these MCs. I want that. Yes. <laughs> I want that. Like, I want that. And I want to be able to say, okay, this dude, hey, let's do a song together. And, oh, I did a song with June 6th. So now people know about me. I want to be able to help people. And anytime someone tells me that was dope, anytime I finish a song, I say, I give glory to God. Thank you, God. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to learn how to keep that mentality because it's very easy to get a big hit. I think about the mm -hmm. first time I actually did a sermon. And my prayer was to God was, Father, if this doesn't go well, please help me not to get discouraged. If this goes well, please help me not to get conceited. Mm -hmm. That's a good prayer. <laughs> yeah. and, so that's, mm -hmm. I think that that's the mentality I'm trying to develop in terms mm -hmm. of my goals and my prayer life ties directly with that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. That, that's a lot that you said, but it's good. <laughs> I think the way like that I look at it is I, whatever God is in God's will is going to happen. Right. So if we're praying for God's will, um, then I feel pretty good about that. When I first got saved, I was there too. I was that person who would like spend straight 30 minutes just praying for myself. And then like everybody else would be like, oh yeah, I helped them today too. Like <laughs> a little five <laughs> seconds. Oh, and that guy too. <laughs> yeah, like that was horrible. Like looking back, like, wow, I've come a long way. So <laughs> now my prayer is like praying for people. I know I'm going to get what I need. God has shown me that like many times over. The big thing for me is faith. So like doing the work, the work part of faith. And if I can do the work, then I know I'll get what God has for me as long as it's in his will. But then if it's not in his will, then we just need to start back at square one and work from there. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be working <laughs> at something that I know is pointless. I've mm -hmm. done that and it's a waste of time. It's like yeah. Psalm 127, um, where it was saying builders can build a house. Um, you can have people working uh, in the field, doing this, this and that, staying up uh, late, waking up early. But if God is not the one who is helping them, if he's not the one truly building the house, then they labor in vain. So I think about that with everything I do, like, hmm, yeah. does God really want me to be doing this? Does he really want me to be working here, being friends with this person, going these places? If not, I am working in vain. And that is like, honestly, the thing that bothers me the most now. <laughs> so if I feel like I've done something that was a waste of time, I'm, I got to walk away. I got to walk away. But it's uh, interesting that you mentioned that because I mm -hmm. always have that conversation when it comes to music. Mm -hmm. I go through phases. It's so weird. I'm like this like musical bipolar person. One minute I think I got this. Oh my goodness, it's growing. I'm 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 gonna be. I'm gonna get where I'm trying to go. Mm -hmm. And and next minute I'm like, man, I can't get no one to listen to this record. And and like, it's like that sometimes. <laughs> and then something will happen. Mm -hmm. Something will happen that reminds me that I'm in the right place. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I, I got a message from 
I got a message from a fan um, that um, Team Six, I don't like the fan, that's fam. Team Six was telling mm-hmm. me about how um, how he was, you know, he was sharing how, how the music helped him choose to get baptized. Mm-hmm. And now he listened to my album after he left. Wow. <laughs> he listened to after he got baptized. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Okay, I'm back and I feel like I'm in the right place again. Things like that happen. I get a mm-hmm. message from from, yeah. from, from Six saying now they mm-hmm. listen to this record and things like that. Um, and and kind of keeps me, you know, like feeling like, okay, I, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing the right thing. And I think when it comes to like, I lost my, I lost my train of thought. There was something you said that really just, just hit me though. If it's about, not in God's timing, then yeah. it's uh, a waste of time. Yeah. And, and, and I think we, we kind of like go through those phases where we just don't feel like it's like it had, like it has meaning, mm-hmm. you know, to, to what we're doing. And I think that's where the conversations with God has to keep happening. You'll mm-hmm. know, I think you'll know when you're just wasting your time. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> Running in circles. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and God will let you know. Yes. And I think the, the, the biggest telltale sign of it is if, if you're starting to lose God. Mm. Yeah. No, that is, the, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like in the chase, like if you start to lose God, while you're chasing this, then, then you know that something is, is, is not Wrong. right. Because for me, I want to, I want to get to a point. I actually am practically jealous. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best way to say it. Of artists that I can see that just do what they do and don't care what anyone says, and they grow. Mm-hmm. They just comfortable in their skin and they trust God. And mm-hmm. I, I knew someone like I knew someone like that that I, I watched them on, on Instagram and that's what they did. They mm-hmm. didn't say, here's my new stuff. Please go check it out. Please go check it out. Please go check it out. I just post it. Right, I just dropped a new song. Hope you like it. And that's mm-hmm. the mentality of leaning fully on God. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna yeah. do what happens. I want that. And I strive to I strive <laughs> <for> <laughs> yeah no that is so true like y'all heard it here first on the jewels from the trenches podcast we i want we're gonna go ahead and do a wrap up we have our amazing guest here june 6 he spoke on what it's like in the christian hip-hop industry he told us his journey with god he told us about goals he told us the mindset to have when we're chasing god things not to do things to stay away from he dropped some jewels this episode and and June, you want to go ahead and tell them that if they didn't hear it on the Jewels from the Trenches podcast and they didn't get the message. Yeah, if you didn't hear it on the Jewels from the Trenches podcast and you didn't get the message. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for watching another episode of the Jewels from the Trenches podcast. And we'll see you next time. Woo! Peace. Trenches. In the trench. In the trenches, in the trench, in the trench, in the trenches, in the trenches, in the trenches, in the trench, in the trench, in the trenches.